Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Brilliant, thank you. Good morning, all. My privilege again to uh, share a message with you. Um, and Lucas has let us off the lead. Uh, so we have a free hit. Uh, so we can go wild, eh? Um, we were at a family uh, holiday a good few months ago, a long time ago, actually, um, last year. Uh, and we, we had a situation in that family holiday where um, the, the atmosphere and the, um, what was going on in the room was quite difficult. Um, and and very difficult to manage. Uh, and a comment came from my wife, um, she's very good at commenting, uh, came from my wife and said, that's the first time I've known you not to be able to control the atmosphere, to control what was going on. And, and she challenged me, as she very often does. Uh, and so I began to think about the scenario that I was in, began to think about what had gone on and why I wasn't able to um, subdue and take control of this situation. So hence my uh, title this morning is Climate Control. Yeah. Climate Control. Got another slide here. Now, those of you young ones that are staying in, you will not know this at all, okay? But in our cars, in the olden days, days, (laughs) this is what our heater looked like in the car. It was a heater that set the temperature, that set the heat or the coolness, whatever time of year it was, And one person set that, and that was the driver, and that was it. And everybody else in the car had to put up with the temperature that was set. Now, very often I would set it at cold because I'm driving and I don't want to fall asleep. And so my four kids in the back of the car was saying, you know, it's cold, it's freezing. And I said, well, that's fine, but I'll end up falling asleep. Uh, you say, well, as long as you wake up at the right junction to get off, that's fine. <laughs> so, so there was just one setting, and everybody in that vehicle had to, had to um, put up with that temperature. So that temperature, that climate was imposed on those that were in the vehicle. And then as we see in the next slide, that we got a little bit more clever, and they designed climate control. So where not everybody had to put up with the same heat in the same vehicle, but the power was given to others so the driver can have one climate and the passengers could have their own climate. And that's where... The thrust of my message is going to be this morning. 
is that that's the whole reason why Jesus came. So that we did not have an imposed climate on our life that we could not control. But he gave us back the power to be able to set our own climate. Here's another illustration on our, on our next slide. That here we see a thermometer. And a thermometer has no power whatsoever. All a thermometer can do is to read the room. The, the thermometer has no control. All it does is it reads the temperature, absorbs the temperature and displays the temperature. Has no power to do anything else. And that's how human beings are without his power, without God's power in their life. We just absorb everything that comes into our world. But I'm preaching this to the converted this morning. Because what happens as well in our lives as believers is that we can become like a thermometer. And we take on everybody else's climate. We get everybody else's imposed feelings and anger, and the stuff that is put onto our lives. But I believe God has given us the power to be, on our next slide, a thermostat. A thermostat not only reads the room, but it has the power to control the room. In fact, we've got one that's hid behind here. I'm telling everybody now, aren't I? You're not allowed to change the temperature. That is Bethel's biggest secret. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Behind the curtain. And that thermostat has the power to change the climate. And to change the atmosphere. And you and I, in our lives, we have been given the privilege of being able to change the atmosphere. And to change the climate in our lives. That we don't just have to absorb everything that is imposed upon us. But that we are given controls. There are many sources that change the climate in our lives. It can be our partner. It can be our boss. It can be our friends. It can be our groupings that we're involved in. It can be negative or damaging influences that we allow into our world. It can be labels that are put on us. And labels are a massive thing. As I've said a few times when I preach, labeling children these days is, is just so, so dangerous because they're carrying a label that has been put on them by somebody else, imposed on them by somebody else that they have to live to for the rest of their lives. Postcode, where we live, the place that we live in, the, diag the diagnosis that somebody has given over your life, over your health, over your mental health. Yeah. A broken upbringing that can, can 
control our behaviours, control how we, we relate to people. Abuse. As we see much abuse coming out over the last 15 years. Those of us that may have suffered abuse, our looks. Looks are a massive thing. Social media has a lot to blame for that. The way we look. To try and alter the way we look. Thinking that we're not beautiful. Thinking that we're not God's creation. That we have to do all kinds of things to our body. Pump all kinds of plastic stuff in and Botox and, 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 and mess around with this, this body that God has given to us. Our bank balance, our status, our peer pressure, our schools where we attend, the pressures that come in. Voices and influences that can stop our growth and stop our future. They are the climates that we can absorb and take on board. That is not God's design for your life and my life this morning. We are not here to be fodder for this world. We have now been given authority to be able to take control and not just be a thermometer, but to be a thermostat. And to find the climate control that is comfortable for my life. And not to make, for somebody else to make me who they want me to be. Not for somebody to put a label on me and say, that's who you are. That's your behaviour. You're never going to change. That's the abuse that happened in your, and you're going to be permanently damaged by that. And all these things we can absorb into our life and, and it causes us to live like that. This message this morning is from my heart that is saying to you that God has given you the power and the authority to take control and be a thermostat in your life. All these emotional, all these things I have just stated here have, attachment, have emotional attachments that are destructive. There's many more on that list. But they have emotional attachments to them that destroy us. Because that's what um, Jesus said in John. He says that the enemy has come to steal and to kill, kill, and to destroy human life. He wants to destroy your life, Sasha. That's, that's his mission. He wants to make sure that you don't get anywhere. You don't find your future. You don't find God's best for your life. But Jesus said, I have come. That you're not a thermostat. Sorry, that you're not a thermometer, but you are a thermostat. That you find life. That's God's plan. Because these things just cause us to be angry, grumpy, depressed, frustrated, aggressive, disappointed, revengeful. Negative, untrusting, and indifferent. 
They are the results when we take on board all these other people's imposed climates on our life. They have a negative impact in our life. Right at the beginning, God said to Adam, I want you to subdue, not submit. He said, I want you to subdue. He said, I want you to have dominion. He said, I want you to take control. That's what he said to Adam. Take control. Don't let things control you. You take control. And as we see the fall of man, that he allowed the enemy to come in and control him. And there we see the fall of man. Jesus came. We've celebrated this morning that I'm giving you back control. This morning, you may not feel you're in control, but God has seated you in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's where you are. This morning's message is a wake-up call, is to wake you up to the fact that there is a power within you that can be a thermometer, uh, to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. He was told to have dominion. And that word means to overcome, to quieten those voices, to quieten them, to bring under control, to defeat, to reduce, to rule, to prevail, and to scrape out. That's, that's what that word dominion means. You have full control this morning. Do not live on autopilot from somebody else. You have been given control. It says this in 1 John 4, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over the, those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. There was false beliefs coming into the church and John was warning them. And he says, remember that there is an influence that's in the church. There's an influence that's going to come into your life. But he says, but greater is the power, greater is the Christ in you than the Spirit that is in this world. And he's encouraging them. And I'm encouraging you this morning that whatever your situation is, with all the greatest respect, I do not know your individual situations. But I've been through enough crap in my own life to know this morning that he has given me power. And I know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I've got to find it, source it, and move in that power. And that is the work of salvation, to return us back to, to being able to subdue and to have dominion. Paul says, can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it, does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, despite all your things, overwhelming victory is yours 
through Christ who loved you. Overwhelming victory. I did a little bit of extra study on that. And basically, the original, if we interpret the original in that, it's not a score of 2-1 that we just won. It's a score of 401 to 1. Overwhelming victory. We are not here just to scrape through by the skin of our teeth. But it, it says clearly that we have overwhelming victory. I mean, a bit like Chelsea's score yesterday. Newcastle got an overwhelming victory. There was an overwhelming victory. It was undisputed. Newcastle were far better than Chelsea. And there's no dispute. No, I won't move on. I know, I'll keep it going. We have an overwhelming victory. And that's where we are placed. Sometimes we need to be woke up to that. Because we can just just do the church thing all the time. It's the God thing all the time. The praying all the time. And got to read me Bible and all that. And we just get into that. No. That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is, is a powerful one. It's one of control. It's one where I am in control of the climate. Nobody tells me what to do. No one tells God what to do. And he's given us that victory. Luke 17. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the the kingdom of God come? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visual signs. You won't be able to say, oh, here's the kingdom of God, or there's the kingdom of God. Jesus turns around, he says, for the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. So often we live our life praying so much for God to do something in our situation. And that's okay. But sometimes... To the extreme, it becomes an excuse for you not taking control. For you not subduing the situation. And we're waiting for God to do something that he has already given you the power to do. And you need to examine, we need to examine our lives. And maybe maybe we're asking God to do something where he's saying, I've given you the power. I've given you the power to stop that. I've given you the power to say no to your friends. I've given you the power to step away from that relationship, to step out of that employment, to step away from that church, step out of whatever it is that's a bad influence that is destructive to you. I've given you that authority. Now go and have dominion. And this morning, you may have to move away from this building and have your mind made up and saying, that is going to stop. 
That friendship is going to stop this morning. I'm not allowing that person in my life anymore. Their influence is destructive to me. What they bring to my life, well, they don't bring anything. They just suck the life out of me. And it's going to stop. He's given you control. He's not going to do anything that he has given you the control to do. The greater power is in you. The kingdom of God is within you that changes the climate. Moses changed the climate for the children of Israel. When he realized and saw one of his fellow men, fellow Hebrews, being beaten, he went, didn't he, and, and killed the Egyptian, hid him in the sand. And that changed the climate. He brought a change. There was hope that came into the camp. Elijah changed the climate. Great story where they were going to call on their gods. And Elijah went to one step further when they created this big altar and they had all the wood and the stones and everything. And he said, pour water on it. Do whatever you can to make this, this impossible. Because my God is going to burn up the sacrifice and the stones and everything else. He changed the climate. Jesus changed the climate so many times. One of the times particularly when they were in the Garden of Gethsemane and that they were all angry and that, that Jesus was going to be taken from them and, and, and somebody cut off the soldier's ear and Jesus bent down and he picked up the ear. Imagine this. He picked up the ear and put it back on his face. Wow. Wow. Imagine the atmosphere that changed. Imagine the climate that had changed. Everyone was angry. Everyone was disappointed. Everyone was disillusioned. No one knew what was going to happen. But Jesus came in and took control. You must have thought, wow. This is, this is the very person that is going to beat him and strip him and, and, and crucify him. And yet he puts his ear back on. There's a woman that was caught in adultery. Felt awful. Felt wretched. Pulled out in the middle of the street. Probably naked. Because it says that she was caught right in the very act of adultery. So she was probably naked. And all the religious people were there with their rocks and their stones. And they were ready to, they were ready by the letter of the law to stone her. Because that's what they should do. And what did Jesus do? Didn't condemn her. But he first of all said to all the religious people, those of you that have never sinned, you throw your first rock. You throw your first stone. And it says that they all disappeared one by one. And there was only two people left. And that was Jesus and the woman. Imagine the climate control. Imagine the, the change of climate for that woman from feeling filthy, Dirty, wretched, exposed to, to feeling that somebody cared for her. He changed the climate. 
the man at Bethesda that was waiting for a healing, 38 years. He said, every time I try and get down there when there's the stirring of the waters, somebody beats me to it. There's nobody to carry me down. And Jesus steps into the situation. He says, you can take control. You've got climate control. You take up your mat. He didn't even pray for him. Jesus didn't even pray for him. He just said, take up your mat and go home. And he took up his mat and went home. That simple. Jesus came in and changed the climate. Jesus came in and made the difference. Paul and Silas, beaten, in jail, the deepest part of the prison. What did they do? Change the climate. Began to sing. Began to thank God. And there was a mighty earthquake. And as we know, the rest is history. Everyone got saved. And they took control. Paul and Silas, instead of feeling rejected, feeling that God's let them down, we've been serving you, God, and we've, we've given our lives for you, and, you know, we've been faithful, we've, we've tried to do what we can, and now we're here in prison. God, where are you? You've deserted us. Now, that, that, that's what they weren't, they weren't in that place. They were just in that prison, and they just began to rejoice. And because of their action, they changed the climate. They could have just been a thermometer and taken in all the atmosphere of that prison of hopelessness. Big metal chains around their hands. No chance of getting out of here. This is the end. They could have took on all that, all that climate, but they decided not to. We're going to rejoice in this situation. God's in control. Where do we go from here this morning? The big question is, what is out of control that needs to be brought under control in our lives? What have I recognised this morning listening to this message? What have I realised this morning listening to my own message? Where I am a thermometer and not a thermostat in my world. I need to leave this place, put my hand on that thermostat and make a change and make a difference. And it's by looking to the strongest influence and power in my life. And that is Jesus. That is his, his power that is at work in my life. And when I look to that strongest influence and power, I begin, I begin to make the changes necessary. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the, to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. 
let's strip it off. He's not saying, so we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, so let's have a prayer meeting and ask God. He says, no, we're surrounded by all those that have gone before, all those that have walked this life of faith. We're surrounded by them, and we are going to strip off every weight that slows me down. What are my weights this morning? What do I need to strip off? What layers are on me that are constricting me and that are setting the climate for my life that I need to take control of? And then it says, especially the sin or the mark that I keep missing that so easily trips me up. And we all have them. We all have them. That thing that so easily trips me up. It says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And it says that we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. That's how we do it. So when somebody's climate is put on us, we look to Jesus. He's the author and finisher of my faith. And I'm not taking this imposed climate on my life. I'm not taking this voice on my life. I'm going to look to Jesus. He's going to give me the power that's invested in me to say no. To step away. And that I find that the one that has initiated and is now perfecting my faith. Because he never leaves us where he finds us. Where we are this morning, we shouldn't be in a month's time. We should be always growing. We should always be reinventing. Our thinking should get healthier. Our faith should get stronger. Our outlook should become um, more positive as we begin to gain these little victories. We do this by keeping our eyes on him, Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, we thank you this morning for your goodness in our life. Lord, we appreciate Lord, what you have done and where you have placed us. And we thank you for that wonderful promise that we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. And I pray this morning that, that through this simple message, Lord, that our eyes have just been opened maybe to some aspects where we need to start stamping our feet. That we need to start getting hold of some lapels of influences and say no. He has given so much to us and it's invested in you. Greater greater 
is the spirit that's within you than that that's within the world. And that this morning might feel hard to you. You might say, Paul, you don't know my circumstances. You don't know my bank balance. You don't know the type of friends that I have. You don't know some of the tight corners that I've got myself into. You don't know how rejected I feel. I've had a failed marriage. I've had failed relationships. I've been let down by family. Been rejected by my family. Listen, I I wouldn't be stood here this morning if I didn't believe it was true. That despite all of those situations we can find ourselves into, there is a greater power that is able to lift us to a better place. Just be resolved this morning as we just close this time together. I'm going to hand back to Lindsay in a second. Just be resolved today. Put your best foot forwards. Put your shoulders back. Flex some muscle. Speak to your situations. Because when you begin to speak to them audibly, there's a shift that happens inside of you. And you'll find that you'll begin to move away and take control of your climate. Maybe that sadness will leave you. That regret will go. That suspicious side of you that's been developed because of stuff that's gone on historically in your life will go. And you'll live free from all that. Maybe you've lost trust. You just can't trust anybody. Don't believe anybody. And that's how you live your life. You just, just don't trust anything, anybody. Everyone's going to let you down. That's not how you should be living. That's why there's power this morning in the cross. That can restore hope and trust and love. So best foot forwards, guys. Yep. Trust what he has done and where he has placed you this morning. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarrington.com.